Bronxsters, Bronxites, and Bronx Natives. Uh, we're coming at you live from the Bronx, New York. Whoop, whoop. Uptown, baby. Look at that. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the authentic sound uh, effects in the background, but it's... I got that natural ambiance here. Yeah, it, it's the sound of asthma and hard work <laughs> brewing a mist. <laughs> they say if you ruffle up coal, it makes a diamond. <laughs> so, you know where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. I'm Randy Abreu. I'm Rosalie Ruiz. And this is Blacked Out, uh, a weekly podcast designed to bring you some of the most important news that matters to you, just in case you blacked out. So, uh, we got a couple of discussions we want to talk about today, mostly, mostly pertaining to South Bronx area, Jerome Ave, uh, Mott Haven. We're talking Fort about Morris. development today. Development, We're yeah. talking about the future of the Bronx today. That is facts. And but, we also have a special guest in the house. We have a local father, rapper, uh, all-around entrepreneur, Rob Roman. Whoop, 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 whoop. Rob Roman. Yeah. What's up, everybody? He'll be... Uh, he's off screen right now, but, you know, he's, he's in the house. He's in the house. He's going to be giving us a chat later, talking about how this is going to affect him and his family and his neighborhood because he's pretty close to the Jerome Ave rezoning. So, Randy, why don't you talk to us about that? Jerome Ave rezoning. Great segue, Rosalie. It is a little-known issue, but it's already been completed. So it's not really an issue anymore. It's more of a, damn, this is about to happen. For a few years, the New York City Council, the mayor... My boy, the Blasio, yeah. has been passing these rezoning laws across all of New York City. So, you know, it started in Brooklyn, it's happening in West Harlem, it's happening in Inwood, and the voting was just, just happened for Jerome. For a lot of you in the Bronx that know the 4Train, shout out to the 4Train, best train in the Bronx. The 4Train runs in the Bronx above Jerome Avenue, I mean, acres of auto mechanic shops. Yeah. Everyone knows this. The rezoning, the biggest change of this rezoning was these auto mechanics survived there because the zoning laws say we should allow for industrial use of that property. The vote that just happened says, forget that industrial stuff. We want residential. They build, baby, build. We're going to put six to ten story buildings all along Jerome Avenue. And uh, you know that just makes you pause for a second. It makes you think, what does that really mean for the community? And it's these auto mechanics, they come here a lot of, if, if you know them, they come here from another country. They're immigrants that are the breadwinners in the Bronx for a lot of people. Uh, they, they're the providers, they're entrepreneurs who came here to live that American dream. But, I mean, prices are going up. The The policy is to put more residential property apartments in. The vote happened in New York City Council. It was unanimous, I, I'm pretty sure. Every single council member voted. There's two council members in that Jerome Avenue mm -hmm. area who it's basically, you know, they have a strong say against it. It doesn't happen. That's um, council member Fernando Cabrera, councilwoman, council member Vanessa Gibson. 
Right. Um, and they both supported it, and they, they actually supported it and said, look, it's going to bring apartment buildings into the community. About, I think, 25% of these apartments are going to be affordable. Mm-hmm. And that breaks, so that's, that's a positive, they say. And on top of that, we're also going to bring uh, two really big public schools into the community. Um, okay. Right? You know, we need public schools. I think that's great as well. And it's congested. We need more apartments in the community, and they're going to develop parks, and we can help redevelop that cross Bronx area with more green space. Yeah, there's a lot of potential wins here, right. and that was that was their that was their push. That was their argument. That got unanimous consent from the New York City Council, and and yeah, I mean like, that's these a are big all win. Pros that you're listing out. Um, the narrative that you hear on Facebook is kind of the opposite, you know, when you follow the local groups. Um, there's this huge pushback and almost this kind of wanting for that old nostalgia and wanting to keep these mechanic shops there just because. That's what mean, I got from Oh, it. like people just want to see the auto mechanic because, like, it, it makes them feel like reminds them of the old days. Kind of, sort of. Uh, I mean, the mechanics innovated back then. I guess they were just uh, smoking cigarettes and building businesses. Now they're they're building businesses and smoking hookah. It's uh, it's they innovate. Yeah. It's uh, it's no. It's at the end of the day, it's a business that isn't growing. And this is a lot of space in New York City mm-hmm. that could be redeveloped. And if you have a new vision, it can, it can really help push a certain agenda. What no one really in government has figured out yet is with these mechanics, if we're going to rezone them and we're going to take them out of this community and they can't actually be physically here anymore, how do we help them get back on their feet? They're just about to lose the whole client base. I talk to people all the time, like, yeah, I remember these guys did my, they got my license, uh, they helped me get the permit and the, uh, what is it that you need sometimes? The inspections. Right, right. So they're going to lose a lot of business, and this happened before. People remember when the Mets got moved out of Shea Stadium to City Field. Mm-hmm. That, where City Field is now, that all used to be auto mechanics. Those were all Latinos, same situation, and they got this place. Um, they lost their businesses, a lot of them, and so we didn't, this time, we didn't learn, history is going to repeat itself. Right. But those, those auto mechanics, like, we, the vote happened, the nostalgia is gone as soon as the developers start buying property. Right. And what, it, we, there's no plan for how do we help them get back on their feet. We're, they're expected to be, just do it. Yeah, we're, you're going to hear, yeah, we, we reserved a few spots, so, so yeah, fine, if 10, 15% of them get to stay. What about the other 80%, the other 85%? Do, can, so, yeah, this brings up a lot of things. Like we shouldn't actually vote for certain things and pass them throughout the city if you don't know the deep down grassroots impact. Right. These guys are the breadwinners again in the family. What is going to happen? These are my neighbors. You guys, I don't think you understand. At the grassroots, when you make these votes and these decisions, how the trickle down is actually going to impact our communities. We talk about 25% rent. Uh, 25% of the apartments are affordable housing. First of all, define affordable housing. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a certain amount of 
the area medium media income and they include the Bronx and they include Westchester and they get an average of that and to be af affordable you need a salary of about twenty eight thousand mm -hmm. dollars sometimes higher than that that's affordable right tell me how many people you know in the Bronx are, are making it with twenty thousand dollars and less a lot of people with much less so the trickle down that no one really wanted you know our council members should have stood up and, and said more about this the trickle down is invasive landlords who who use this as an opportunity to get low-income lesser educated people out through harassment through with like returning rents back to you for no random reason than bringing you into court right. you can't afford an attorney you, you you just get caught up in the system badam eviction right. notice and these are the little tricks that are definitely happening you're gonna hear the government say but we are tightening harassment laws we're making like a reporting system possible Tell me how many times you've heard of a reporting system existing in the past, and how many times have people tell you call three one one? If I hear call three one one, no, no, man, you guys don't really see what's happening. Three one one is the biggest joke. Oh man! So, and then the last one, yes, beautiful. Two new schools, big schools. Right. All of those apartment buildings, if sixty, seventy-five percent are not affordable, their market rate. We're talking about the beautiful Ford train that takes you straight to Wall Street in about 30 minutes. Yeah. Who do you think is going to move into this community and bring their kids to come and use those new public schools with all these new amenities, this new gym? The, the, we're not, the, the people that actually built up the Bronx, that made it this nice place, that it's, it is investable now. <laughs> we can rezone it now. It's ready, quote unquote. Right. Um, the, the people that actually helped build the Bronx back up from the ashes of the days when it was burning are getting screwed over because of this vote. Because we, the people, mo the majority of us, 80, 85% of us, aren't on top of our government, Yeah, we're behind. We're always playing catch-up. So we're going to be playing catch-up with this. Yes, I applaud the, the work on getting more apartments, actually getting a plan together and voting on it. But the was there a critical look at the trickle-down effects of that decision? No. Nah. It doesn't seem that way. Nah. Um, it's... A couple of points that you brought up, you know, uh, you said who really can afford to live on $20,000 a year. And someone, I, I previously worked for the state and the city, and I got to tell you, um, it's abysmal work. You really have to be a good person and truly believe in whatever paperwork you're pushing uh, to stay in that job for more than five years. Uh, I remember it's tough work. It's a lot of times thankless because it's public service. Yeah. And you, you absolutely do work for the people. Your salary is paid by the people. The, the way I remember it, it if when you're in D.C. working in Congress there, you absolutely know that you're in the job because you work for the the principal, the member of Congress, the member that you work for, if that's, that, that person has a mission, that person has that drive that actually, that you see and you want to be a part of, even though it's a thankless job, it makes, it makes going to work a little bit, you get happy every day about going back to work. I agree. 
but it gets lost somewhere amidst the bureaucracy of it all and all those mounds and mounds of forms and restrictions and rules that you have to follow. Just like you said, people get caught up in the system because the system has so many loops and turns. Um, so it's disheartening to see that our city council is not taking a more a proactive approach towards building roots in the Bronx. Uh, I see there's a lot of affordable housing and that affordable housing, like you said, is going to attract a lot of people from Brooklyn who are paying their souls just to live. Uh, there needs to be some way to build roots in the Bronx through property ownership. There can't be just leases and that's what these affordable housing plans are. They're just leases. They're short-term plans to get money into the area. But real estate is fickle. It's always changing. Neighborhoods are always trending. Everything's always trying to be the next Soho. That's crazy that you brought this up. Yesterday, I was just talking to some people about why we should really stop paying rent and just buy that house. Yeah. Get okay, just get over the hump because once you're paying the mortgage, it's about the same, maybe even less than the rent you're paying right now. Mm -hmm. And you're paying off for ownership. Mm -hmm. Real estate is where it's at. It's owning that property and you can build roots. Yeah, and I think that's where our city council should be more focused. Like, if you want to keep your jobs and stay in office for as long as you like, help people build roots there. Help your constituent stay and own this property so they will always vote for you. And whoever you want to come in and after, whoever your mentor, like you're mentoring, they can vote for them. It will be a continuous process, but you have to make programs to make affordable home ownership, property ownership, rather than... Property, property, property. You know, rather than just developing these short-term leases. Buy back the block buy back the block. Um, I'm with you, and that brings us to the South Bronx. Yeah. We're talking property, We're huh? talking property and buying back the block. There What's was happening in the South Bronx? A Real huge, What's happening? a huge, huge transaction. I think this is the biggest real estate transaction in Bronx history. I'm talking like a gajillion times more than what Jonas Bronx bought this bitch from the Indians for. Like, wowzers. Crazy. A hundred and sixty-five million. Million. My bad. Yeah, I'm politically incorrect at times. <laughs> Forgive me. You're good. Uh, hundred and sixty-five million dollars. The Chariot Group, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. The Somerset and Chariot Group, they are developers credited, for lack of a better word, for gentrifying most of Williamsburg. Uh, they're huge development... A company down in Brooklyn and Manhattan and they've made things hip so to speak so they bought this property in the South Bronx um, they were trying to give it every sort of spin they could they even got Swiss Beats to come and organize a Pretty poppin' so like concert that arts series. Concert. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, it was dope. I went, not gonna lie. Like, Swizz invited the Blacklist out, and it was a good time. But 
I think what happened was a failed PR attempt. Um, I know there was great intention on Swizz's part, and I applaud him for that. I would never take that away. But I think on the Somerset side, they thought that this would be a great way of inviting these, you know, New Columbuses to the area, these Williamsburg folk who are, like I said, overpaying to live in, in boxes. Um, to check out the area, see that it was hip, and kind of give them a taste of the culture. And I think it backfired because there was such a huge protest from so many community groups. Um, the ones who weren't able to get inside the concert and check things out. I got in, I was having a great time, but I also noticed there weren't many familiar faces. Wait, community groups couldn't get in? There was a few that, that didn't get in. I don't know if it couldn't or refused, but refused. they were not in there. I was one of two or three, I want to say. Yeah. Wait, like up there with Swizzy? Like in the crowd, checking out the vibes. Oh, like, okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, I mean, it's controversial, right? It's, like, it's, it's Swiss Beats and putting on this concert in the Bronx, but who's behind it? Where's the money? Right. If you follow the money, apparently it sounds like you get the same people that colonized Williamsburg. Some people told me they call it Billy'sburg now or some shit like that, and it's like, but they got this bar, they got this bar, this Brazilian bar. Oh man, you get the dancing and the, they got this good drink there. I forget what it is, but they yeah, it's gentrification. But it's like if they got the Brazilian bars. <laughs> Billy'sburg. That's I don't. That's dumb. I don't even understand why Bill and Will are the same name, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's like rich and thick. It makes no sense. But to make. A long story less long, you know, after this failed PR attempt, um, and after years of just stagnating when it comes to actual development, they sold it. News broke two days ago via Curbed. Um, they sold it to Brookfield, a Manhattan-based development company, mm. for the said $165 million. They sold it for 165 They sold it. How much it. did they buy it for? Again? They bought it for a decent amount. I think it was like two million or three million. Oh, what? Yeah, and at that time, that was the most expensive purchase. They bought it, but they sold it for a lot more than what they bought it for. Yeah, because I mean, the Bronx is... That shows that price increase, development value, your property, property, property. Property, property. Buy that that property. Yeah, you want to own where you live now, folks. Like, that's always been the American and dream. And if you can't own it, look for look to move. I guess if you're on Section Eight, it's okay. I'm like I don't know. Keep your eyes on Ben Carson. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just just I, and I know it's easier said than done. I, as a millennial, we are millennials. We're broke as fuck. We get it. But as a group, we are powerful, and that's what our generation is moving towards. It's this collective movement of people to accomplish things. That's what that's what crowdfunding is. You know, GoFundMe and all this stuff is based on the power of many, 
not the power of one, to achieve a dream that affects many in a positive way. So, it's beautiful. by the block, yo, uh, just call your city council person, ask them, how are we going to get home ownership programs for low-income wage earners? Yeah, for real. There's so many, um, there's a lot of first-time homeowner low-income grants that help you pay for the closing cost, the down payment. Remember, like, that's the hardest part for us, like, that initial lump sum that everyone's like, you're going to need this much if you want that house. But once you got that amount, and there's programs out there that we just need our leaders to help us, like, direct us to, it's a, you got that taken care of. And again, that mortgage is about the same, a lot of times less than the rent you're paying right now. Exactly. And you're building ownership. So it's like, and there's ways to write off interest on your taxes. Yo, there's so much. There's so much. You don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. Google it, guys. Co-ops. <laughs> they are going to be our best friends in the future. Um, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, we wanna get the opinion of someone who's actually raising the next generation of Bronxters. So, uh, we're gonna segue over to our special guest, Rob Roman. Rob. Come on down. Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob. Randy, Rosie. <laughs> We're here with Robert. <laughs> so proper, so professional. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about the Jerome Ave rezoning? How do you think that's going to affect you and your kids in the next five years? They could be a number of things. Depends on which perspective you're looking from. It could either a drive drive uh, drive us out because the rent will be too high for the apartment that we already have there. Because I would be. You said it was one eighty third and Jerome. And, and down. down. Starting at one eighty third and Jerome, start going down to Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. I mean, I'm past that one eighty third area. However. Once they start doing construction and everything and start uh, like actually maintaining the neighborhoods and stuff like that, it's going to affect my neighborhood, which is a couple of train stations mm. down. You saying you're trying to buy a house? We actually were thinking about it because on the concourse, they have a couple of joints for like 300000 something like that. Damn. Not bad. It's, it's, it's reasonable considering what the market was a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but even still, you know, it's still a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? But even then, we're renting. So, just... Yeah, that's starting to blow my mind. Like, why so, am I paying this every month to not own it? Eventually? The, uh, and to I, not even get it, repairs. It, it, but it really, oh, but when it they're really, supposed to repair, and you don't get, Don't get me started. Rob, we're no, gonna rob them. <laughs> the thing is, too, is with that, I could understand both sides as far as trying to own and leasing because as you were saying repairs main, main, uh, maintenance that's out of your pocket yeah, exactly so like uh, off experience seeing what I've seen 
other people go through as far as trying to maintain the roof? What if, you know, the roof is, is in a bad condition that you're getting leaks? Uh, like, I remember leaks going from my mom's old house, going from, it would rain, and if it rained, it poured because it went through the top, and then it literally, I guess you would say, it went through the the frame of the house and stuff like that. It went through the basement. Like basement so you got to hire Vecino's nephew, the so, contractor. <laughs> no, but this is what I'm saying. That 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 all is is part of that, but it's still you still have to still keep things going for. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a car, like a car. You got to get the oil change every six months or yeah. every three thousand miles. But you know think what of I'm it. Once you pay the three hundred grand off, ah. No more monthly rent payments. No more like no. Nope, it's just you still about. Pay, but it's you just still have to pay property taxes. The taxes, and you still got to make the maintenance and insurance. But the value of the property probably goes up. It so will you, only if go sell, up if 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 you renovate. If you put value to the house. I mean, so like the neighborhood around put, it could get improve, could improve. I mean, it can improve, but like I see it as. Because even still, uh, they still, by law, have to have at least 10% low-income housing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it don't matter what building you have. Granted, it's it's a voting and it's a lottery and the selection and everything like that. But it's still... It, you're still going to deal with issues like that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? For example, yeah. like you have... Like, oh, I guess we were talking about it earlier. Pushing, not so much Manhattan, like, literally, but, like, in a vibe type of way. Pushing that vibe towards the Bronx upwards and then, like, with the whole changing. But but listen to what I'm saying, though. With the whole changing of 183rd to 161 and all that, you're pushing that vibe. Now they have the construction, all that, et cetera, et cetera. In a way, it won't bring anything down because you still have to have low low income residents in these buildings, right? You're still gonna have some people who won't leave. You know what I'm saying? You'll have some people who do, uh, what what is it? Uh, cop out. And, uh, What's that? What was like it? squatting? No, no, no. As far as like um. Uh, like they're copping, like like the like they're taking the plea, like they're, they're copping out, they're taking the money to just leave. Oh, oh they get bought out. They get bought out. Selling out, selling they out. Sell they're out. selling out. Yeah. They're selling out to just let it happen, uh, let the whole changes occur. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, you're also gonna have people who just won't leave. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But. You're also going to have some people who don't want... Like, I've seen areas in Queens that the whole block is terrible, but there's just one building. And that one building is really nice. It's probably middle to upper upper class living there on top of your, your 10% usual. Yeah. But they have the doorman, they have the security, you know, all that. But it's still in the neighborhood, even in Harlem. You go to Harlem yeah. and couple and, and certain streets, you know, you'll go and you'll see that. So it's like, um, and it's, it's, it's also too whether people actually make the move. 
Well, that's what we're hoping. It, no, we're hoping they don't make the movie. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant they can't, like they can't us. come here soon enough. No, no, we're I, hoping they don't make the movie. Because think about it. Let's just say from a perspective as someone from, from the city. Okay. Right? What was it? I, I believe, let's say uh, one bedroom is 2500 three No. Let's say it's 3000 3500 because the studio is probably like 28 Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's just say 35 for a one-bedroom, and then you're splitting that amongst two people. You know what I'm saying? So you're paying, what, 15 17 a month to share an apartment that's probably half the size of the apartment in the Bronx. Yeah. Right? But we don't want to tell them no. these details, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, what are you but, sharing? No, what but, are you sharing? You giving them insider but tip? Listen, listen to what I. No, we're here about talking rap. You, you got, you gotta, you got, you gotta, right? You gotta let me finish, right? That's only half the battle. The mm. other half the battle is the convenience. Why do people pay money or pay for services? Why are is everything digital now? Why are there businesses like Postmates, Instacart? Uh, Amazon. Why are every are these uh, businesses like evolving because of the convenience? So why would somebody want to spend an extra hour mm. in transportation? I mean, you might save what five five. Let's say five reasonably five hundred dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Because. The, the rent from over here is going up, you know, so yeah. it's not going to be, you're not going to be paying what the previous residents were paying. So you're still going to be paying a nice penny, just you might save a couple of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But you're losing the convenience. Because now if on, on a Saturday or Sunday you go brunch, you get smashed, mm -hmm. your cab is an extra $15, $20. But we can brunch up here. Nope. But that's what I'm saying. You can, but it, it, it's it's like the whole aspect, the whole aspect of the blacklist. The whole aspect of the blacklist was to get people from the neighborhoods to stay in the neighborhoods, because, we, like we uh, as a community, will go to Canal Street, to Chelsea, to mm -hmm. y'all stay going to Brooklyn. All these Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn uh, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole point of that so not to say that it's not around but it's it's not looked for because of the glitz and the glamour of the city we yeah, we don't have the those anchor foundational plus spots to but, go but, but that's, they're coming but this is there I, I wouldn't say that it's been here I, at most yankee stadium at most, at most, Yankee yeah, Stadium. Like, what else? Jerome what else in the Bronx? No, we're talking about we're, everything. No, but we're not talking. Maybe the ice rink. When, uh, when maybe, Kingsbridge. Maybe the ice rink in Kingsbridge. That's game changing, man. Maybe the ice rink. However, if that doesn't go through, it that that could take years. You know, who knows? You know Wait, what I'm saying? Are we talking about things that are family friendly, or are we no? Talking we're talking about, about things... reasons as to why they would they would and would not. Because think about it. What and what Why would what? when when I was younger? I mean, now I, I kind of like I would like to to stay where I'm at, you know. Except just make things a little more cheaper for myself. Yes. However, when I was younger and I was out and about and everything, I I wanted to live in the city. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to live in 14th G or Houston. I think we all do. Why? Because of the convenience. Because there's some things down there that you like to go to. Like me, I love rice to riches. You know what I'm saying? Rice pudding spot. Rice pudding. Couple of spots, you know. You heard it here first. Rob Roman loves rice to riches. Is that rice to riches. What's the flavor you like? I like regular and the coconut. Regular. <laughs> but you gotta mix it I up together. Been, I haven't been. I haven't been. I hear it's good. It's, shit. it's good. It's good. I'm not yeah. gonna play him. But this is what I'm saying, though. Like, for the convenience, you know what I'm saying? Because if, let's say, you go, you you decide that you wanted to go to the movies. After you went to the movies, you went to a club, and you go bar hopping. You know the the the, the lifestyle of the, of the nightlife. So that was that's the whole point of people moving to the city. So if they go out and they do something, it doesn't take a two hour train ride to get home or a fifty dollar Uber because you're already paying three thousand dollars a month in rent. But by doing that. That, you know, it's sacrifices. It's mainly what sacrifices do you want to yeah. make. However, someone who's not familiar with the neighborhood or the culture probably won't make that sacrifice. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. you have the lower income. Mm-hmm. You know, you have... Yeah. Uh, There's a building up on Morris near Cambridge. I think like 197 in Morris. New building. Beautiful. Like a penthouse and a gym and it's like it's in the hood it's in the middle of the hood so unless you can get the Fordham University students to come and make that little trek you're not really getting that I don't think they've sold out yet is what I'm trying to say yeah there are still apartments out there yeah on Morris and 196 this kind of goes back to um our pilot episode if you guys want to check that out we talked about the Bronx Civic Center and that would essentially be the South Bronx's conversion into a Barclay Center style downtown area for us. That was um, around Brooklyn, right? It would be, oh, it's like the Mott Haven area. So from 149th up to. It's like 161. 161. Which, but the Bruckner side? The, no, from like the third app to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna turn that into the civic. Center. Is that Hostos? But that Hostos in that block. That's Hostos. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Hostos. And they got the terminal Lincoln market. Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and Yankee Stadium at one corner, Lincoln Hospital. Yeah, that's they got yeah. plans. For the that. thing is, is that what would you, what would you take out from there? All the vacant, bullshit buildings. <laughs> There's so much space in that space, area. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a lot of space. Property that's not being used that much. Uh, it's all. It all goes back to rezoning. Maybe we just need to rezone the shit out of it, and then we can let billionaires buy the property and develop it into how we want it. Wow. That could make a good next episode. Because, like, my thing is, is at the end of the day, I personally feel like. The next generation, like people like us, are going to be the people moving in. Once these areas have been, because as, as much like, crap everybody talks about millennials, we're kind of like in the making money. Yo, no, facts. Mm-hmm. I Hustling, mean, 
type of mindset, you know. Not what the I'm traditional saying? way, but yeah, like convenience. Exactly. The so internet. why would you, you know, you're comfortable here. So especially if you're accustomed to being in, like, a, 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 I guess you could say a bad neighborhood, and then it's kind of changed because it got a little bit pricey. But if you're getting previous residents to move in, the culture kind of still stays the same. Yeah, that's... It's just whether or not they can afford it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about if you can afford it, yeah. yeah. But that, you know, and it could just stay at... It could just slowly increase. It doesn't have to, like, break someone's pockets, like, as it would somewhere downtown. Because even in Harlem, Harlem's getting crazy. Washington Heights is getting crazy. You yeah. leave an apartment that it bumps up three, four hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, but then, also coming back to the owning, you know what I'm saying? In that sense, maybe you'd want to own. But then again, what if you're someone that travels a lot? You know what I'm saying? Airbnb that bad boy. Yeah, I mean, you. but that that comes to the hustling mentality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You you gotta be on top of it. You gotta be on top of it. Also, you can buy your own home. A lot of people are buying multi-family homes. Like two family homes. Oh, and then and separated they, they, floors. They rent the bottom, so it's guaranteed, and it's almost as much as the mortgage is what they're renting it for. So even if, but even if they do leave, a they got their own spot. But even if they do leave, then the Airbnb that usually of, covers. Of course, but think about it. You gotta be then now you, but, then it's, but then now you're also a super. Yeah, and you're and you're yeah. also a landlord. Yeah. So stuff happens. You know exactly. You know what I'm saying. So. Some people don't really have that, that idea and yeah. want to do that, but shouldn't necessarily get into that because they may not be a necessarily good super. Like my last landlord. Oh, you man. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> oh, God. So, I mean, it's good to, to want to hustle and to make your money, and but don't just, you know, like do it right and, and, and try to do it, like go about it the right way. All right, real quick, real quick. Speaking of hustle... You got to close out the show with a, a quick 16. Are you killing me? Killing me. Come on. Come on. All right, all right, all right, I got you. <laughs> I feel different but still in the same class. Born broke, trying to pass and trying to die with nothing. I'm trying to get my assets up. Real success? Put your glasses up. I ain't like these other rappers with their asses up. I can see it. But I ain't playing pin the tail on the donkey. I feel hate while returning with love. I feel love. I return with a plate and a few blunts. I make a move so I get me a full cup. Handmade, you would think that I got it from Damper Dan. My authentic flow. Keep it nothing but 100. I don't need to say more. Keep it any less. I don't need to say more. This is the last of the real. I don't need to say more, but I will. I'ma talk that shit. Word Smith, so you know. I'ma walk that shit. Pack it up. Aaron Rodgers, I'ma toss that shit. Woo. Woo. I lost my... Uh, Aaron Rodgers at the there. end. I lost the deal. That's the Rob deal. Roman. We never even got to do your bio, Rob. Give him, tell That's him who right, you are do. real quick. Tell him where to find you on Instagram. Tell him where to find you, Rob. Rob Roman. R-X-B-R-X-M-A-N. You could definitely catch me at robroman.com. SoundCloud. Instagram. Twitter. Facebook. R-X-B-R-X-M-A-N. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. That was awesome. Uh, he's also one of the many talented voices we have a part of the Blacklist. Well, um, real quick, I was actually trying to do a little 
Shout out to the Blacklist, Dope oh. Boys Music, hey, to my wife. Shout out to Wifey. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's an extended episode, but it was, man, it was jam-packed. It was our it's, first official one. Uh, there will be more to come, more special guests, more voices. Uh, big we, issues, big voices. We are trying to... Big money opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Part of that hustle and flow. We're trying to reach out. In case you might have missed it, in case your head was in the sand or you just blacked out, this was blacked out. Blackout. Bye, guys.